we are launching episode one of Lean Whiskey's and Empire Building. Marcus is uh, driving, so I'm actually on the water. I'll, uh, I'll indulge. <laughs> that's not actually good whiskey, but it's all right. It's drinkable. Is that the rye whiskey? It's the rye whiskey. Yeah, that's not good. I'm all over bourbon. Everyone knows me. Bourbon. Yeah, you've got to finish it though. If it's, my, in, the, if it's in the decanter, it's got to my go. My daily driver is Woodford Reserve. For anyone that wants to, he's uh, so happy with his podcast. Wants to send a gift. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll, DM me. I'll send you my address. Yeah, we're uh, we're divided on the uh, on the daily driver though. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Buffalo Trace man, so I don't dislike Buffalo Trace. But yeah. I've already told you that Woodford Reserve, smooth. Yeah, I've it's com- reasonably priced. Yeah. Buffalo yeah. Trace, I think, about the same. I've converted Zara as well. Zara was always like a maker's mark girl. Sounds weird to say, but no, she's she's on the Buffalo Trace now. So. Yeah, I agree, yeah, I agree with that. So, Empire, well, Lean Whiskey's Empire Building podcast is going to be shooting the shit once a week. Um, myself and Marcus, or myself and hopefully some other guests, if we don't scare enough people off, we'll be talking business, life, whiskey, <laughs> yeah. Empire Building. Um, but no, I wanted to bring to the, bring to the channel something a little bit more informal and a little bit longer form for those of you that give a shit what we might have to say about life, politics, all of the, all of the, and all of the above. Um, yeah, so we were, we we're kind of going to vaguely discuss around a topic is what we kind of thought. Yeah, so yeah. we thought no the best way. thing to do is, is to kind of get a general you know, theme yeah. behind each chat. Which we're going to try and keep to about 30 minutes so we don't bore everyone to death. I think it's quite a nice yeah. podcasting thing. You know, when you load, load up like an Elon Musk podcast, it's like two and a half hours. You're like, I have to do this, <laughs> do this in sections. Um, yeah, so we're going to kind of theme it. Um, and then obviously we'll probably branch off now then, Marcus yeah. and I. And hopefully people, when, they're, when we're both drinking, it'll end up being <laughs> longer, rambling, rants. Yeah, might get a bit more ranty, <laughs> a little yeah. bit more aggressive. Yeah, Some today more, today should hopefully be a bit tamer. And probably slightly more PG. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, today we like, well, we, we were just talking about this before we got started, but we've been talking quite a lot over the last couple of days, obviously, about uh, sort of the move, the move towards mentoring as a, as a better form of learning, haven't we? Um, you've obviously sort of come on board with a PR company now. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, just just so happened, the first two or three articles that they uh, they, they sent through for you to do were on this topic, so it's all kind of Tied things that things have aligned quite nicely. Um, but no, like you've you obviously kind of started mentoring. This is like this is obviously something that we've we've talked about forever is how kind of disillusioned we both were at the education system that we both went through. Um, we obviously first met. At, sixth form college oh yes good times <laughs> yeah good t- <laughs> good times sort of but even then I remember having conversations like me, me and Elliot for, <laughs> for those that don't know us we're, we're both quite opinionated people aren't we and we no. kind of we <laughs> no, <laughs> no we, we, well we hit we hit it off on like the fact that we both were quite strong minded and we disagreed on a I think lot one of, of stuff. I think probably the first few encounters we ever had we've had an argument well, it would seem like an argument <laughs> to other people. But yeah. I think you and I are both relatively um, intellectually stimulated and quite like to even take the opposite 
view on something, even if we know what well, we agree with the other person, just for a yeah. bit of a bit of sport. Yeah, it is definitely sport. <laughs> the the, uh, the the infamous uh, Nuki argument, which <laughs> still makes me laugh. So obviously, just to relay the story, so we were seventeen. Uh, at the time, yeah, trying to must have been seventeen. We went, we went hunting for females in Nuki in tents <laughs> <laughs> with alcohol that we bought with us and had to bribe eighteen pluses to, to buy for us. Yeah, in like midwinter. I mean, to be fair, we did quite well. <laughs> for horrible, grotty little seventeen-year-old staying in tents well, for a week. Of course, we did. <laughs> we, we, we did all right. Have you seen this? But uh, yeah, last night that we were there. Uh, Last night, or penultimate night, me and Elliot ended up having a, a, a big debate. I'd say, of course, it was a raging debate. A, ra- a raging debate until the early hours of the morning, sort of like four or five o'clock, about whether uh, we thought genetics or uh, your upbringing in nature yeah, so had more of an impact on your life. It's a nature versus nurture kind of argument about which one had a bigger, as Mark was saying, a bigger impact on you as a person and kind of how you turn out. And I think yeah. I was on the side of nature, you on the side of nurture. Yeah. I actually now disagree with my initial statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd actually, if I had that argument again, I would completely be in your corner. So yeah, to be that's, fair, I'm, that's me admitting I was wrong. Yeah. And I, and I have come around slightly <laughs> to your way of thinking. I won't glow and say that I was right, but um, now as you can imagine, obviously like two uh, very pissed 17 year olds <laughs> rowing between two tents we weren't in the same tent we were rowing between tents we actually uh, kept up the campsite yeah to the point where actually about four or five people were getting involved in the pitching in from wherever they were camped <laughs> on the campsite and i don't think we made many friends that night but it's the, the sort of point of that story is the fact that education learning how we grow and develop has been something that i think you and i have both been interested in for forever Interested and the the more experience I'm getting in the world of work, business skills and networking with people who are extremely successful, mm-hmm. realising that the academic system as it stands is, to excuse, excuse my French, a complete fucking failure and a complete waste of time for the most part. Now, yes, there is caveats to that in that like you have to have in certain... Um, professions, i.e. my wife's a doctor, she has to have a degree to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not that degree is actually any good for the job, it doesn't matter, you have to do it as a prerequisite to get a job. But on the whole, the academic system is flawed, it can't last as it stands, and mentoring has been one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing, kind of new wave of change in the academic field. Or, or the learning field and we've been talking a lot about it because we've noticed a massive massive influx of just normal people becoming certain quote-unquote mentors because there is no qualification to become a mentor you can label your Instagram profile tomorrow or today and become a mentor a self-professed mentor now whether that's right or wrong one thing I was saying is that I'm actually over the moon that so many people are becoming mentors because I think it's a more positive shift in the right direction that people are more open to one, becoming mentors and secondly, hiring mentors as a substitute for the current academic system, which as I said, is a complete fucking farce. It's a joke. Um, And I'm going to be completely open about that. Um, 
and anyone that tries to tell me the contrary is more than welcome to come on and clean whiskeys and empire building <laughs> and we can hash it out um yeah what's not what's nice as well is the fact that a lot of these people we know have previously been mentored yes which is great because it means that for the most part good mentoring programs are building a, a, a passion for that way of learning people have gone through that process and thought wow like look at the development that i've actually had from that i would love to be able to do this for other people that like there's always going to be some people who are out there just trying to milk it as a, as a cash cow mm-hmm. get rich quick thing but it's in its infancy like i think you're always going to get that um and if people can it's, it's the same as like being at school isn't it it's like there's some teachers that people clicked with there's some teachers that people absolutely bloody hated so I think actually having variety in the mentoring it's required. world is required and the thing is like people that have come to you you <laughs> won't have necessarily been the right fit for and there will be now oh, somebody it's like yeah. I'll hold my hands up and say like I've worked with a lot of people what mentored a lot of people that we just didn't click like and I have as Marcus said I'm very opinionated and I have a very strong way of doing things. And one thing that I'm not particularly good at is finding other ways of teaching people when I don't really understand that myself. I mentor people the way I learn. And this is what I think mentoring should be as well, is you should use your experiences and your personality to help someone get to a similar position that you've already achieved. Now, if they can't learn or be mentored in a way that you can necessarily help them with, then there'll be a better fit somewhere else providing the mentorship space becomes vast enough and there's enough people and I hear so many fucking people and especially in the coaching industry as well that complain that there's more mentors coming out there's more competition for me you know there's more and more, more people doing it look I would say probably I was counting up roughly the other day out of the the hundreds of people that I personally mentored I think at least 30 of them have become their own mentors was I upset about it no I wasn't like I've had some of the, my best mentees I've had like Jace Steve, Steve Fazeek, I've had like um, Cam, Cam Mack, who's now also just started up his own mentoring mm-hmm. shit. And I'm over the moon for them. Yeah. Like, like all power to them because for one, I know the power of mentoring. I know they're, they're great coaches and have got great experience. So by definition, they could be, not necessarily because it's a different skill to <laughs> just impart your knowledge onto someone else is actually hard to do. So providing they can do that, which I'm fully confident they can, they'll be great mentors. And like, I'm the last person, I want to encourage the space. Look, no one is going to offer a better service than me. So, you know, I have no issues with that. And also, you know, I'm very comfortable in what I'm doing. And we're innovating and people hopefully are being, bringing on the, the quality that we're building yeah. into their mentorship. Yeah, it's the same principle that obviously we encourage coaches to, to go down. It's like, if everyone else around you is, is, is doing the same sort of service, up your service, up your service. Exactly. Just, just keep upping your service. And, it's good. Healthy, healthy competition is good. Of course, it's, it's, it's forcing me to continue to get better. We're, I mean, Marcus is, is COO of uh, one of our other companies, but it has a massive involvement in limitless mentoring. And we are regularly talking and dealing with new ways of innovating the service and making it better because ultimately we're always having someone snapping at our heels, which is good, which is why competition is good, which is why monopolies are banned quite often by governments because... There is no force for innovation. There's no force for improvement. And I want the service and the space to become insane because it's the only way I see the academic system being absolutely squashed. Yeah. It's even within Limitless now, like we've got such great diversity. We've got you teach differently to how James 
teaches James teaches mentor. I don't like yeah, the word teach. Sorry. So mentor teaches. I want to get rid of that word yeah. out of vocabulary. So mentor. So, but you, Josh, John, James, all very, very different yes. in your approaches, and it's it's nice to have that diversity across the team because when we're bringing clients on now, we can actually pair. Pair, and if someone's not quite hitting it off with someone else, we can always trial them with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The fact that we can do that in-house and then the fact that there are other people out there doing it is, is great. No, I want to encourage more people to become mentors only though, only if they have the experience. Mm-hmm. This is what really fucking pisses me off, I'll be honest, is the amount of mentors that are coming into not only the coaching industry but other industries that have been doing it themselves for five minutes, right? Yeah. And I, I see that as like... To be honest, it's still no better than the, the academic system because you're being taught <laughs> business potentially by someone that's never run a business, which is even worse. At least, at least these mentors you're paying online have yeah. actually done some form of business. They've even sold you. So, you know, at the end of the day, they've sold something, yeah. which is more than a lot of the teachers can say in the yeah. academic system. Well, this was always a big gripe that we obviously talked about was the fact that the whole way through your education system, for the most part, you're being taught by somebody who had never actually done the thing And any sort of positive experiences that you and I can kind of both refer back to were from people that had actually done the jobs. So for me, I really look back really fondly at my uh, A-level law teacher who had been a solicitor. He'd been a solicitor Shock. for years, obviously really knew his stuff, <laughs> knew how to teach people really well. It was fantastic. Um, and when we were actually talking to the PR company the other day, we thought we kind of were expressing that opinion in, in quite, quite a strong way. And uh, Lindsay, the woman at the other end of the Zoom call, was like, yeah, I'm actually a, a, a university lecturer. And we were both like, oh, no. That won't be she's like, but don't worry, I totally agree. So I obviously work in PR. And she's like, and I lecture on PR. And she's like, I come in as a specialist lecturer because I've done the job. And she's like, it, it frustrates me as well. So there is obviously that same feeling within academia as well, even from the people that work within it. So. Which hopefully we can start riling a bit of a change. So... I'm actually, I've told the PR company, Mark was on the call as well, that I actively want to polarise, well, be polarising and really actively put my opinion across on it. I don't want to sit on the fence. I know if I upset people, I mean, I don't care because I truly believe that by building a, a new substitute, a better substitute for the academic system, everyone has better value, everyone will do better out of this. However, going back to what I was saying a second ago, if you have the, the urge to become a mentor. Make sure you're mentoring something you have some fucking experience in, yeah. that you know that you can actually give value to the person. Because there needs to be some sort of form of like system in place where you literally just get the biggest fucking slap if you, uh, you try and start mentoring people without... I think, I, think for, I think for the most part, I think it'll end up being self-policing. I think it'll become very quickly if you sign up with a mentor, whether or not they know what they're actually talking about. Um, obviously, like my background in construction, that is how you learn trades in construction is through mentorships. That's how it has always been. A junior plumber will go and work with Well, they used to call them apprenticeships, right? I suppose that was the difference. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the new era of mentorships. It's just it shifted digitally mm-hmm. for the most part. Exactly. And it just means that you're now opened up to be able to be mentored rather than being an apprenticeship by someone anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So arguably, if you had enough money, you could get mentored by Elon Musk yeah. or like some high-level business person providing they're willing to give you your time. I mean, you know, say you're a multimillionaire and you're 
parents yeah. gave you it, that you could, you could arguably hire a mentor anywhere. Yeah. And, and, and that's that in itself, the fact that you can then create a mentorship pool internationally, globally, then gives a much, you talked about variety a minute ago, yeah. but we just need to open people's eyes to it. And, you know, I'm sick of hearing all the negativity and people complaining about competition online. I think this is, this is one of my biggest things. I'm like, look, if you're too much of a fucking vagina to moan when there's some competition or moan if what, want someone that you've taught something and does what you're doing and you can't compete, the person, you can't compete with the person that you taught, mentored, then go the fuck home and work for someone else because ultimately, like, yeah. it, competition is healthy. Competition is very healthy and you can't deal with that. You have no right being in business. In my humble opinion. Um, what's your thoughts on that? It's a, yeah, it's essential. Like, no, no one would ever grow or actually aspire to achieve something better if there was no competition. No, I wouldn't have innovated. If I was getting paid well and I never had to increase my service, then I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Like, you know, if everyone's happy and no one's having to, I'm not being forced to change, I'm snapping at my heels. And also, if you are getting market share taken and you can't keep up, then it's probably not the right thing for you. You might, or your, your boat may have sailed and that's okay, do something else. Yeah. Or invest, find another mentor, figure out ways of growing and make your bloody service much better. Yeah, there'll be a, a whole industry for mentoring mentors eventually. Well, I do that now. Exactly. A lot, most people that come to me want to start a mentorship now and ask me how to help them do it. That, that's the, one mm-hmm. of the biggest ones I have now. And that's more of the role that I've taken on where I'm helping mentors mentor because it also aligns with my kind of goal of, my life goal, for, for is, and I was chatting to a PR company about it the other day, is to be... A, was that your stomach, Robert? <laughs> Christ! I need a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be an integral person or part of the structural change towards a more mentorship or a better su- or a better substitution of academia that actually gives people skills that one are applicable to the twenty first century and two are much more skill-based and orientated and you're being learning from or being mentored by people that have been there and done what it is that you're trying to do. Yeah, it's kind of like that that higher purpose, that like lofty end goal that's always there that you're working towards. That's my legacy that I want to build. And I think, I don't know if in my lifetime, my business time, I'm hoping that we can actually do a full reform. The only reason being there's so much money tied up in business. So we'd have to have some form of like financial incentive for the government to be able to take this on, which I could probably facilitate or start working if I get the big enough connections. But even if I got the infrastructure in place where there may be like a, you know, a vetting system for mentor, mentors uh, that the mentees can check, or you know, we start building out uh, a standard for mentorship and then building out, you know, empowering other mentors to become mentors in a, in a correct way mm-hmm. and then building that out so that more people it's more accessible to more people more people feel comfortable mentoring and then actually just start replacing the education system as it stands and i want to be known as an integral person in that shift yeah. that's what i want to be known for yeah well having obviously having known you for what like 16 17 years now too long too, way too <laughs> long. too long what are we doing how am i dealing with that hair it's like <laughs> when when you're talking about limitless mentoring it's the most passionate I see you about any business that you've ever done in as long as I've known you. Like it's kind of, obviously you, I'm speaking for you here, but to no, me it please, seems like- I like to hear what you <laughs> To me it very much seems like 
with that, it's because it's the the thing that is driving you towards that kind of higher purpose. It's obviously the thing that makes you happy. And it's like the we're just continuously sharing like reviews and testimonials and stuff back and forth in the limitless group. And <laughs> it's the most excited I see you <laughs> in messages. You're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like, well done guys. This makes me so happy to read them. But I do a bit of context. I'm not like a real grumpy bastard all the time. I've got a lot of shit on right at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got showers and shit. I shower and shit at the moment. The amount of stuff and stress that I've got going on. Um, Marcus knows a lot of it and I try not to divulge and, and show people the shit that I've got going on at the moment. Like it's, it's shit that I put on myself. Don't get me wrong. Building, family, businesses, you know, my own fault. And it's all part of my goals. But when I see these positive comments from the mentoring that we've built as a team, it's fucking awesome. Like I absolutely yeah. love it. And like this is what I want other people to mentor other people and everyone because the mentees had that amazing experience, then you get that amazing fulfillment. Look, don't get me wrong, you can earn great money from it as well, especially in its infancy now. The as the market grows and, the, and it becomes like maybe over the next 20, 30 years, it'll become much more kind of mainstream and the better mentors will still earn a lot of money, but there will be kind of a base level of mentorship fee, I would imagine, which will then start to drop. The same with online coaching. Um, but it's still very good money in it. And if you're still ultimately so much cheaper than traditional academia as well. And like you say, yeah, I am massively passionate about it. And for those that know me, like I earn a very good living outside of mentorship. And I'm not lying when I say that. People think I'm like doing some sort of sales pitch. They're like, oh, you're just trying to sign me up for the money. I'm like, motherfucker, I don't need the money from mentorship. Like everyone knows I don't need the money from mentorship. And I think that's people that know me know that I'm doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Hopefully. It's a labor of love. It's a labor of love. And like I do it because I love it. And don't get me wrong, it does pay, pays the bills, but it certainly isn't my biggest earner. And certainly it's not the vehicle that's going to get me the most amount of money. Like I've got other things going on right now that are earning vastly more money than that. But do they make me as happy as this night? Mm. And I want other people to feel the same thing. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's like how, how many people, like just the general population, how many people have ever had one person like come to them and say, you changed my life? life. <laughs> and, like, put in the comments below how many people have had that in their life. Yeah. And then in the comments below, put how many people want to have that happen in their life. Yeah. I'd like to hear it, genuinely. Um, It'd be interesting because I know that for the, the team across Limitless, it's every day. It's an everyday fucking thing. Every day there's at least one person sending a message to at least one of the team saying, I don't know where my life will be without you guys. You've literally changed my life. And like, the novelty doesn't wear off. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, had a, I had a voice note once from back called Nick. Um, he was a legend, actually. And uh, he was bit drunk coming home from a night out with it. He actually went out with all his, he did like a lot of circuit training. Mm. They went and got pissed in a pub. And it must be at three o'clock in the morning, he sent me his voice note. And he went, Elliot, I gotta tell you, man, like, you've changed my fucking life, man. And he started crying on the phone. Like he was crying on the phone. He was like, like two months ago, I couldn't even afford to go to the supermarket and buy my shopping. And now I've like moved out of my house I can go to the supermarket. And this is what really resonated. He went, I can buy whatever I want on the shelf without having to look at the label. And like, to be fun, I know I haven't done that for years. And also like, I haven't ever had to worry about like a budget in my basket. He's like, I just buy whatever I want. I don't look at the bill. And I was like, actually, can you imagine how much of it, like you're literally going and going, well, I've got like 13 pound 50 to spend on my shopping today. Yeah. I can't afford rent. I, or like, you go around and you can't afford to buy stuff off a supermarket shelf. And then all of a sudden you've got a few grand a month 
sat in your account. Mm-hmm. But mate, his life had changed. He was crying on the phone. Yeah. And like, like that hit me. Yeah. Like a steam train in a good way. Like it was a, it was a nice soft, huggy steam train. Like it was a really like <laughs> bubbly one. It's probably the best analogy to use. Yeah. I like, but it really like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, this is my purpose in life. One of, one of many, but yeah. you know, this is one of the big ones. Um, and I will really want to empower other people to mentorship, mentor the same. And then also empower the industry to, to kind of grow and be accepted and also root out the shitholes that ruin it as well. Yeah. But you're going to get out everywhere. Yeah. I think I would say, I think it's just in that sort of early whirlwind stage where there's going to be good mentors, there's going to be great mentors, but then there is also, you're going to have the flip side that some people are going to be absolutely shocking. Some people are going to be in it just to milk it for what it's worth at the moment. But I think realistically, more than anything, it comes down to the individual just to like do their due diligence before signing up to a mentorship program. Like when something's hidden behind a paywall or it's like hidden behind a a quite aggressive sales call, then I think you need to be thinking hard about whether you're gonna (laughs) take that blind leap of faith on someone that's not willing to show you anything. It's one of the, the big things that we've really tried to push now, isn't it? With on any, any online service, it's just you know absolute transparency. Do you know what? One thing to do, find out who's been mentored by the people that you're trying to be mentored by or potentially thinking of hiring. Find people that have left the mentorship and speak to them. Yeah. Ask them why they left and how their experience was. Mm-hmm. I actively encourage people to do that. I say, I'm not going to tell them who to go and speak to. I say, go and find them and talk to them and tell them if it was a bad experience. Yeah. And the thing is as well, everyone mentors slightly differently, as Marcus said. So like we set up a task-based system, say we, that was me in the infancy stage, which seems to have been adopted across the board now, which I'm super happy about because I think it's a really great way of doing yeah. it. Um, but, you know, some people don't necessarily want a really intensive one-to-one mentorship. They might want a slightly more blase, casual one where you don't have to be fully accountable because that's the way they work. So... Also figure out how you want to be mentored and find the best mentorship scheme for you that, that, that kind of fits with you. Like we say, we all, we all learn differently, we all want different things from mentorship and hopefully there's, there's enough mentors out there, especially if we're thinking about doing like building a business. Like if you want social media management, you want to become real estate, you want to do coaching, whatever it may be, there's mentors for everything and there's lots of them. They're not hard to find. Yeah. I think, I think the best advice for anyone looking for a, a mentorship scheme is just to ask questions don't go into a don't go into a call without arming yourself with a list like a proper list of questions because you'll very quickly realize who's just trying to sell you and who has got the answers Mm -hmm. and make sure and make sure that they're like things that are actually important to you as well it's kind of like you wouldn't just go to university you wouldn't just like thumb through a list of universities just pick that one not go and see it not get perspectives not speak to students not speak to like lecturers or teachers there like you you would just do exactly what i did <laughs> and how was your experience actually okay i know it's a bit of a concept. i got lucky like, yeah. like don't get me wrong you could pick a mentorship scheme i'm just being an arsehole here like yeah just to, to use your analogy <laughs> um no, 100% agree with that. I went to go look at Brighton University. That was the only one I thought, fuck this. I'm yeah, just, like, cool. I, the, thing, the reason I didn't is because university didn't mean enough to me. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Um, so I did it. And this is the thing. Like, I bash education. And a lot of people bash education. But you'll always hear this, I dropped out. 
I got a good fucking grade from a great university in economics, which isn't a soft subject. Yeah. I went through it all, did it all, and then I have like I can actually feel like I can comment on the experience because I actually went and did it. Half the people that tell you ed- educational stuff is crap, which although I agree with them, don't really have a leg to stand on because they went through it. Yeah. Like for me, it was kind of like the opposite. So I just, when I was going to university, I kind of just thought, right, I'll go to, on paper, the best possible university that I could. And I did that. And within six months of being there, I was like, I regret this. <laughs> so it kind of is the same, it's the same thing that's applicable to, to, to mentoring. Like you might, you may have the opportunity to, to sign up with someone that on paper is getting glowing testimonials, glowing reviews, but if they're not the right fit for you personally, you're still not going to have a good time. It's like you were saying, like, if something's super regimented, super controlled, super restricted, and you don't cope well with that kind of level of organisation, like accountability checks, that kind of stuff, then don't sign up to that mentoring programme. Go, go for someone that has group calls. Go for someone that's just going to check in on you every now and then. Also, don't use that as an excuse, though, people, to not do anything on mentoring. Like, one thing I will say about anything in life is that there is no magic pill. <laughs> yeah. Never. So don't pick a mentorship that you feel that you're just going to sign up and be given, you know, all the skills by, like, being plugged into, the, you know, the Matrix, you know, where they plug you in and you get <laughs> yeah. uploaded with learning how to fly a, a helicopter or do jitsu or whatever. Doesn't work that way. Well, not unfortunately, because I love learning and I love progressing myself, and it would be shit if everyone was the same. Matrix. <laughs> Matrix. I said you have. There's no. There's no. There's no magic pill. You have to get involved and actually work towards. And I also was saying about. Um, I like learning. Oh yeah, there's, there there is always going to be like a, a level of fundamental knowledge that is essential to be to be good at that thing that you're doing like you can't you can't just wing it you can try and you'll fail yeah it's it's a bit like um sort of plug and play templates for uh like online lead magnets online advertising like on on paper yeah these things may have worked for that person that is offering them up to you for free, but it doesn't mean that they're going to work for you. It doesn't mean you understand why they work. It doesn't, un- doesn't mean you understand like how you can change it, how you can adapt to your market, how you can move with the times. Like you can't just continue to just plug things into a, a guarantee system. They're like, that doesn't exist. Anyone that does tell you that, ex- that they exist is a One thing I will tell you is that markets, especially online now, move at a scary, scary speed. Mm-hmm. And, we run things and market things that will possibly stop working in the matter of days. So if you even think like plug and play or like you can just learn something from someone and apply it and it continue to work, you are smoking something funny. <laughs> like really you are. And what you do need to do is what Marcus said is there's a fundamental skill when it comes to sales and marketing that will never change because the human psyche is not going to be changing anytime soon. And what you do, and I think Sabri Subi says this best, is one of the top marketers, is that you need to understand the fundamentals of these core subjects. And then you add the pretty bells and whistles on the top. Mm-hmm. If all you're using is the pretty bells and whistles, like for example, the way we market on social media platforms is no different to how we used to market 300 years ago on the street. 
we say the same things, we engage in the same psychological warfare with the potential client, we just have a different platform to do it on. And if only if you're only learning the platform itself, if that platform goes down or there's an algorithm change or something shifts, or a competition starts copying what you're doing exactly, you're done. If a mentor teaches you, mentors you, um, how to understand the fundamentals of that particular skill set, you're set for life. Yeah. And yes, there's nuances to being able to implement those, but then you can be mentored on how to implement those and spit tests and do different things. So do that. And also, that's another good point. If you're looking for mentors, don't, mentor, don't learn from mentors that have just learned to conquer one thing, like one modern thing. Look at mentors that probably have a bit more of a wide uh, skill set in terms of business in general and in different industries as well, which is why we hire mentors that have other businesses outside of coaching and aesthetics and the other things we mentor in because I feel it's really important if someone can establish a skill set in different industries, on different platforms, they understand the fundamentals and any questions that come up while you're learning or any pivots that you need to make, they'll be much better equipped to mentor you in those areas than someone that's just learned to coach on Instagram, for example. Yeah. Because that's the only skill set you're going to learn from that person, because that's the only skill set they have, potentially. And that leaves you very vulnerable. Um, and that's a great take-home as well for you, just like always make sure that you understand the whys and the reasons these things work, not just the fact that they work. Because you're leaving yourself so open. So, so open. It's like me the other day, like, I got my account blocked because I accidentally spam messaged a few people and then they shut my account and yet although there was an initial bit of panic because a lot of business is driven through my Instagram account I was like well sod it I'll start another platform I've got other things that I can move into because that wasn't my only bag of tricks um, yeah. and like having that confidence and you feel a lot more impregnable and a lot safer and fortified when you understand the base knowledge of the thing that you're trying to do and that applies to all industries in all different like areas of life um, understand the fundamentals and find a mentor that can really drive that home. So, should we wrap this bad boy up? I think it's a good little, to end on. We're going to get a little bit more open debate, uh, a little bit more, like, especially with a few drinks, Dallas. <laughs> the future episodes might be a little bit warmer and a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a nice one to start. Probably right. it was a nice, nice one to it's start. Very, it's very positive. It's, I think the, the way that the, the mentoring space is moving is great. Right? So, one, encourage other people to become mentors if they're good mentors. Two, Let's all try and tear down the academic system as it stands and really start supporting. <laughs> I'm guessing you're watching this because you like online business, you're interested in entrepreneurialism, um, and you probably don't agree with the system and all the kind of puppet mastery that's going on anyway. Um, so let's empower one another to, to, to be better mentors and empower the industry to get better. And also, if you want to be a mentor and you're not a good mentor, don't be a dick. Go and learn something first and like... I think yeah, I think that's a good final <laughs> final take home point. Really, just just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, have something to mentorship people with, so they're not like blowing their money for nothing and then ruining your chance of being a mentor down the line. Yeah. Don't be a dick, dick. If you like the video, please subscribe, please share it, please watch for the next video. Hopefully, we won't have Marcus on it and that hair. No, it's all right. We'll get him on. Um, <laughs> I'll wear a hat. Wear a hat. He's, what's he going to do? Sit like ten feet high. Yeah, a bit of a top hat. To be fair, it's quite tame today. Did you get it cut for the podcast? No? No. Thank you, Jake, cameraman, for just sat there on a really big chair. Very relaxed. Giant Jake. Giant Jake. Till next time.